What's up, you'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time-only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. Audio recording. That's yeah. how we do it. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Yeah. And we want to invite you in with our friends. Uh, can you see here? You can just see kind of his arm there. This is Christian McBride. Uh, maybe on this. Yeah, now you can see it. Christian McBride. That's Sean Jones. We're going to eventually get all the open studio artists in here. We just like to have them here because we can't be together. This is Adam Manis. And we are here to answer your questions, to hopefully give a little bit of encouragement. Maybe you guys will give us some. Um, and just to commune about music. Hmm. Life, uh, yeah. trying to you know everybody's trying to kind of get better and um, uh, make some progress daily um, and do our thing right. Just be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. That's, that's right. All. That's all you got to do. Well, that's important too because I think Saturday and Sunday I got worse both days, so I got I got some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the caveat too is don't beat yourself up if you're a little bit worse. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you remember this, Mr. Manis. We have, and I'm not talking to your dad. I'm talking to you because you're a little older now. So. You can take it. We have um, some segments that we're doing now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? What do you got? So we've got, um, first, let's do our practice check-in. Okay, cool. Because I think this is going to be interesting because uh, I know I've been practicing a little bit thinking about uh, our duo piano concert live stream, which is coming up on Wednesday evening. Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that, man. I'm working and, hard at it. Yeah, me too. And so I think, you know, a lot of my practice... Uh, I think solo piano works well, and 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 we've done this before, but n neither one of us has done it a lot over the years to piano because there's just not a lot of occasions to have access it's to a another very, great it's piano. It's a rare treat. It's a rare and, treat. Yeah, and yeah. and actual two pianos, um, and so the idea is that I think it's always fun for me to think about taking solo piano concepts and techniques and just conceptions, and then how do you um, layer that in with another pianist that you really enjoy they're playing to make something that's interesting it's not just back and forth solo piano although a certain amount of that works i find although, works very well in although this kind there of will be that yeah. there will be that because you know what it, it just works so well you can't layer everything on top of each other the whole time nor should you so it's what we were talking about a little bit last week it's just one option of sound right so there's so much we can do i was thinking about this this morning that one of the things that i'm going to try to be present with when we play uh our duo concert is to not show uh, too much aversion towards any sound. So, because we often think like, okay, well, we need to leave each other space. Sometimes that means just two solo piano sections, right? Yes. And sometimes that means if you're in the middle, I'll be out here. Right. 
Right. Right. That's another right. option for sound. But yep. I don't want to be avert to that. But I also, if you're in the middle, sometimes I can be in the middle too. And that can create its own sound as well. Like if I'm always outside or you're always outside and I'm always inside or you're always inside or vice versa, if we're always leaving all this sonic room all the time, that gets repetitive and boring. Right. There are sounds to be made where we can be together. We can be like, I can be thin while yep. you're thick. I yep. can be super thin while you're doing thicker things. Yep. We could both be thick on occasion. I think it's just like anything else. It's almost like composition, right? Where it's like too much of one thing is not great. There always be, needs to be some evolution with the sound. And I think in, that's what's so exciting about the duo concert with two pianos is that we truly can do all of that. We yeah. truly, like if, you, if it's a duo with a trumpet, there's certain things you can do and there's definitely everybody has their places and it can be killing. But this is like, we have all of these colors to paint with. And I think the key for me is going to be exploring what we can get out of all of that, you know? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's been sort of the same, you know, we haven't talked about this a lot, which I think is great. I, I don't like getting into a thing where like everything's planned out, but I do, I think that conceptually we're coming from the same place in terms of um, understanding the instrument, uh, understanding the power of it, and then also understanding that, you know, some of the same issues that come up with when you play with guitar and piano come up in a different way. But the idea is that, you know, you can get a little bit of addition by subtraction that can be very interesting. And number one, listen, yeah. it doesn't apply any more than a two piano situation. No, I mean, it's almost like the guitar thing, but even more. Yeah. Because it's it, we can do more. We have a bigger range than a guitar. We can play more notes than a guitar. Yeah. So it's like we can actually... We can really bear down on that. So I think it's it's really exciting. I mean, when we did it last year, was it last year? Yeah. It was last, it around like this time last three, year. Right? Yeah, it was like a little less than a year. Oh, right, do, like right about a year ago. We did one night, two sets, right? No, we did two. Did we do two nights? Well, we did a matinee. Remember, we did like oh, a, yeah, yeah. So I think it was three sets total. Three maybe? sets total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. We just had a blast. And it was really... I was like, man, by that third set, I was like, okay, like I'm re- let's, let's go on the road. What are we doing? Like, know, there's so much to get out of it, but you need to spend some time in there. You yeah, know? I know. I remember that was the exact that last set. I was like, oh man, and then you just don't get a chance to do it again. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to Wednesday. So please join us. That's at the open. It's right here, right? Open Studio so, YouTube. I yeah. mean, it's not going to be in the pot suite. It's going to be in there. Yeah, and we're gonna have a little Bozy Bosendorfer v Steinway uh, action. But uh, it's seven uh, eight p.m. Eastern. New York City time on Wednesday evening on the YouTube channel. So what specific, are you practicing anything specific for this situation or are you just like getting your mind right for it? No, the only thing, thing I was kind of, because you kept coming in here playing the, um, you know, yeah, the theme song. And I was like, I never really play, I mean, I, I do play it occasionally, but I'm never like practicing, but I yeah. did pull that one out a little bit. I just want to be able to do the first part with you. I got it. Well, what about if we split that up? Like, what about if I, I'll do the left hand, you do the right hand. I'm gonna comp and do the let's let's see how this works. I'll comp and you play the melody. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, wait, it's not good. One, Just two, three, four, four, five, give me four, give me four. One, four. two, three, four. <laughs> and then we could switch. It's almost harder to play that line, man. I mean, yeah. One, two, three, four. too hard yeah sorry yeah. <laughs> it was a little rehearsal that was good 
so I've been practicing that just yep. to uh, so I can be comfortable with it. Also, I don't play a lot in seven in my own trio. I have one thing that's in seven. Mm-hmm. I don't do a ton of it. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, and it's been a while since I've played that with the trio. So I've been wanting to, I haven't spent any time in the pandemic with odd time signatures. It's my bad. I mean, the whole pandemic is such an odd time. It's such you an odd saying? time. <laughs> so you're going to be the whole, this whole This whole damn thing's an odd time signature. Well, I think too that, because uh, we do, I don't know if we have questions about it today, but it's definitely something that's come up like, like how do you play in odd time signatures? And I just, one thing that I always like folks to think about is, you know, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, try to find that place of the groove right but like kind of next level and we're normally thinking oh i have to master that first but this is one of those things you can kind of practice as you go so it's like so you stretch it out over two yeah and then you stretch it out over four so once you start kind of you, you got to kind of go off the end of the diving board you remember what it felt like when you get on the uh uh, yeah, uh, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, the big three over the the, yeah. the the three and back and forth. So you can be practicing that kind of as as you're going, folks. And that's 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 a fun thing to kind of find within there. I've um, also been just working on my, for myself, just always with uh, just trying to clear that path, right? Just trying to be mindful mm. of what is happening as I'm playing. I spent a lot of time this week working on that, working on the mindfulness of playing. Because um, I think there's a lot of really great music that gets left on the table sometimes. Yes. When we're playing from the ego. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't know. That seems very... But it's it's what I've been working on in my practice sessions. Like, stopping if I'm playing something that I'm not truly hearing or interested in. Like, yeah. getting out of the robot, running your fingers. Yep mentality well that's great and that's that's the kind of practice we've talked about a little bit but we probably don't talk about it enough especially for a gig like this or just gigs in general is that like there's the technique there's the ear training there's all the technical as it were not even this kind of technical just the actual attributes of the music we need to practice but then you gotta get your mind right come get on your son. mind right man get your mind right because i mean there's nothing like and you know to me it's like the sports music analogies are a little bit dangerous because they're such different endeavors but I would say if you think about a great athlete that has done all the work like there's a certain amount of element once they get into the game or onto the track or onto the ski slope or whatever is like you've got to find that combination of going for it but having fun too you know what I mean it cannot just be execution and work there's got to be some flair man and panache did you watch were, did you watch SNL this weekend I saw selected highlights on YouTube because I was asleep by 10 30 so Jack friend. White was the he was I guess the guy that was supposed to play was some young country singer and he, he got, has COVID he had yeah. Co- yeah or he was at a party with COVID or something yeah. so it was Jack White and I'm gonna space on the drummer's name oh man oh didn't he do like an Eddie Van Halen um guitar tribute kind of situation uh no oh okay um wow he might have but the first oh it was uh daru jones and man amazing like these low drums or whatever but he did this fill in the middle of the first song which it was just an eighth note thing i think it was even just like right yeah and he kind of he was so joyful the entire time he's playing and it was kind of like it was kind of a falling down the steps thing and it, oh, was, yeah. it wasn't 
like, Stevie Wonder Phil. John yeah, it Phil. wasn't on the grid at all. It yeah. wasn't on any grid. It was just, he was so feeling it. F the grid. And you know what? Nobody noticed that it was, no one cares. It felt exactly yeah. human or whatever. And I was yeah. like, that is the path right there. That, yeah. that guy's down the path. That's what I, that's what I, you know, with the mindfulness of all this or whatever, playing what you hear, what the, these things we talk about, having fun. Yeah. It was so in the moment and so appropriate for what happened. And there's nothing you could teach about that. It was just the way he was feeling those eighth notes right then in that moment. Mm. And the entire studio lit up when he did it. And it oh, was just, great. it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the kind of thing you get, you get your mind right in advance. You know, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to to um, to try to just wait until you get into the moment, you know. And that's how some people get frustrated because they're like, oh, like you hear things like, I wasn't able to play all the stuff that I knew. Nobody wants to hear the stuff, hear you play the stuff that you yeah, know. Yeah. Like they want to hear you win. I want to hear you. They and, which, and winning in terms of playing music is playing something that moves people. Like it's as simple as that. So if that's one note, if that's falling down the stairs on the drums, if that's being present and in the moment, but it's a lot of pressure to put yourself to just be like, okay, I'm going to go from this other kind of mentality. And mm. then once the gig starts or the live stream starts, I'm going to be like, bam. So you've got to be, not only preparing for that and practicing for that, but expecting that. Yeah. And being like, okay, at that moment I'm gonna be like in the moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna honor that that time with these musicians or if you're solo, whatever it is, to really bring something. And so when you're having fun, then you become part of the audience almost and like part of the process. You're not just like up, up on high presenting down. You're part of the the whole experience and you're having fun and you're doing your part yeah. by, le- by by leading the, the the musical part of it. But it really is uh, something exciting when, when one can get to that level, I would say. Okay, so my so this killer performance tip. You ready for this? I, so I'm this ready. Is for, you got it? Let's do it. So the peak performance yeah, book right that Ian yes. recommended to you, and you've since recommended it to me. Yes. So yes, uh, last week uh, I recorded a trio concert, my first trio concert with my trio since everything went down. Yeah. At Jazz St. Louis, nobody yep. was there. It was just the three of us and Bob Bennett in the booth and Paul Henrik in the upstairs booth. Um, and it's going to be broadcast this Thursday. And wh- I did something that I never do. Mm. Uh before performance which is i didn't i really really rested that that day Mm. all day like i made sure to i warmed up on the piano i i kind of went through what i was going to do right Mm -hmm. all the tunes that i needed to know but i didn't do much i maybe 15 minutes okay at the piano right instead of what i normally do which is really go through a uh, an hour-long practice routine, really try to practice the soloing that I want to do, go through the changes. Yep. What am I... I mean, I did all that in the weeks leading up to this. Yeah. But the day of, I completely rested my mind. I really considered it part of my my performance that I was going to save everything. And then even when we got to soundcheck and we were kind of rehearsing at soundcheck, which is yep. what you do at a trio concert. Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I held back. I didn't solo. I remember, man, being on the road with like playing some stuff with uh, Aaron when Seamus Blake was on the gig with us and he didn't he would never do anything at soundcheck he would sort of like warm up his horn and then, but he wouldn't go he wouldn't blow very much at all wow and that's what i did and i had such an amazing night it felt i just felt like so energetic i felt like and i know this seems like i shouldn't i know this by now but really having intention behind this right yeah. and considering it part of the gig yeah. that i just hold back and really conserve energy really rest up for the performance so i was stressing and resting all week the weeks leading up yep 
I practiced hard on Wednesday. On Thursday, I just chilled. Right. It was great. We call that chill to the next episode. So for our duo concert, mm-hmm. I'm working hard today. I work this morning. I'm going to work when I get home tonight. I'll work hard tomorrow. Stress and rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like going my 90 minutes and then taking a 25. Mm-hmm. A little walk around the block. Yeah. And then I'll probably do a quick warm up on Wednesday afternoon and that'll be it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Good stuff. I don't know. I'm just, I'm still experimenting. Now I'm feeling the pressure. I thought we were just going to do a gig. Now we're just going to have you some You got your fun. whole week mapped hey. out. I got I to gotta redo my thing here. All right, should we? Oh wait, we got to do what else? We got we got fitness and diet check. Okay, yeah. Okay, go how for it, go how for you, how are you doing on the fitness and diet? Not diet, the food, because you've been doing the uh, plant based Mondays, right? Plant based Monday, lentil soup night tonight. Nice. Yeah, we had actually had pretty much a plant based Sunday because we did Pizza Head oh, for dinner, pizza vegan pizza. pizza. Yeah. Man, that pepperoni. That's very good. Yeah, it's not real pepperoni. It's better than real pepperoni. And they they're dealing with like a cashew type cheese, I believe, right? On their vegan, we didn't get the vegan oh, pizza. The vegan. We got the regular cheese. Right. Um, but you know, Sundays are kind of my cheat day wow. where I, where I have like the sugar, I had some Halloween candy, but, Ooh. but anyway, other than that, man, pretty much again, all I stuck to something that really works for me right now, which is just no processed foods at all. No dairy, um, no alcohol, just really trying to keep a clean during the week, keep a really clean diet. Lots clean of plants, mind, clean body. Clean I'm, life. I'm averaging like two and a half avocados a day. I don't know what that's going to do to me. I, I had a nice avocado yesterday. <laughs> I, I never have that many, but I, 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 nothing wrong with the avocado. But uh, uh, cool. All right. Uh, should we get into the? Um, oh, I'll just throw out there that yesterday on the exercise. You know, I'm preparing for a half marathon on November first. Which no is kind of coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I didn't tell you about that. Is your fourth half marathon? This will be my fifth. fifth or as I like marathon. to, I like to take the first four and say they were two full. <laughs> that's kind of cheating because they were. But um, so I'm doing it on November first. That's going to be here in Forest Park. Actually, an in person, a very rare thing during this time, a socially distanced half marathon um, that's been approved by the city with a very limited number of participants. Obviously, not elite level because I'm one of the participants, but. Um, my coach had me go out yesterday and do a long run, which is easy miles, which is, which is good. And he said 12 to 13. So I was like, I got to do 13.1. That's the half marathon. Make sure I could do it. But guess where I ran? Where? I will give you some hints. A, I've never ran there before. Okay. He's thinking he's not sure. Okay. I need, I need something else. There's a lot of places that B, it is not in St. Louis County, but it's close. To St. Louis County, St. Charles. Yes. It's really? Yeah. You ran in St. Charles. Yeah. Where'd but you I go? was. But you got to be a little more specific. So we're going to keep going with the. Okay. 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 Um, C. Um, the surface that I was running on was neither concrete, asphalt, fault, nor a sidewalk or grass. It was gravel. Katie Trail. Yes. Yes. Katie Trail. Which was great, man. I I didn't. I mean, I'd been on it before years ago, but it's really you know. I started in downtown St. Charles, and um, it's a little scary in St. Charles because St. Charles is open. <laughs> they're wide open over there. Yeah. Uh, although they're starting to close a little, but yeah. But I yeah, started because right there. they've been so open. Yeah. Yeah. But there, you know, I started right there. There's a trailhead, a nice park there down Old Town, St. Charles, right on the Missouri River. Yeah. And. Uh, I went kind of west, like southwest. You can go either way, obviously. But it's sort of the beginning of the trail, although it does go up towards the confluence with the Mississippi. But I'm like, you know, the Missouri River is so big. Yeah. And, like, that's only our second biggest river around here. You know, it's uh, it's pretty an amazing thing. But, yeah, it just goes right along the river. It was beautiful fall colors. 
um, quite a few bikers out, not many runners, but it was nice. Yeah, I could never bike the Katy Trail because I always have the I have the elite road bike tires, right, and right. you would just slip and slide all over. But you know what? I see probably not that skinny, but I definitely you don't have to have mountain bikes. No, they have like the hybrid tires. Yeah, that you can get, quite yeah. a few of that. I was surprised. I wouldn't think that's a great 